Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Hello, hello. This is the Private Talk Podcast with Alexis Texas. That's right, guys. I'm back for another episode, and I cannot wait for you guys to hear uh, my next guest. I'm super excited to have him on my couch with me. So, you guys, give it up for A1. I was like a big applause. You like that? Yeah. It's, everything's bigger in Texas, so we do it big here on this uh, couch. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, no, Texas. I like Texas. You like Texas? Mm-hmm. All right, so introduce yourself to the Private Talk Podcast with Alexis Texas. Let's know all about you. Man, you already know who it is, man. It's A1. <laughs> the guy. <laughs> the guy. I like that. So what's your background? Let, um, let, let us know. For those of you who's out there who doesn't know, um, this is A1, and um, tell them all about you. Well, you know, I'll keep it short. Um, I'm, a, I'm a songwriter, producer, and um, I've written and produced for people like Drake. Drake? You say it, like, so humbly, <laughs> like, I'm a producer, and I really don't. Yeah. No, you're a big deal. Like, it's okay to no, be I humble, mean, I mean, yeah, and you know I, what I mean? Like, you've done some really big hits, obviously. I, like, yeah, like I am this a is, big deal. This is, like, a private podcast with Alexis Texas. You know, right. we've, we've met each other before. Feel comfortable to yeah, speak no, as sure. freely as you want to. And, yeah, don't don't be so, don't be boring. Well, I'm a big deal. I know you are. Let's put it let's, that let's way. Let's hear about um, your big deal. What's the biggest uh, person that you've work with that you feel like that you've uh, either set off your career or you've helped their career or which otherwise uh i would have to say a one man like i like that that's respect the, yeah, that's the if you're not your biggest fan with. then yeah. who else is gonna be you're not nah, like that dude is fucking incredible like you get in the studio with a one man and the energy the the shit that he bring to the table is just incredible you know and um he's also worked with uh people like drake chris brown Robin Thick, you know, nice. Todd Allison, Jeremiah, you know, kidding. A lot of people. Very you know? cool. Yeah. So what cool do you people. think is your your biggest hit out of all the hits that you've made? Um that you'd be my most known for. My favorite is um right now No Stylist. No Stylist? Yeah. My first placement ever was a, a record called Unusual by Trey Songs and Drake. Okay. And uh people people used to ask me like, "All right, who who if, if you if you had a, a a choice, who would be the two artists that you would love to work with? Mm-hmm. And I used to say Trey Songs and Drake. And my first placement ever was Trey Songs and Drake. That's awesome. Like yeah. I'm a true believer in <clears throat> speaking things into existence and you have to again, like you have to be your biggest fan and supporter because that's yeah. how this shit happens. That's why you yeah. are who you are and you've made big hits and For sure. That's and awesome. I didn't get it easy, you know, I was homeless. You know, I did, I did, I really, I'm from Kansas City, Kansas. So, you know, I played basketball in college. So, um, I did three years in college. Okay. And my, my, well, my, my fourth year, I just said, What know, position did you play? I played basketball myself. I was so. a point guard. You okay. Know, I was a beast. I'm a beast at everything. I mean, that's why my name is A1, because I'm just A1 all around. You so, know? if I challenged you to a game, you think that you'd beat me? I would beat anybody. Anybody. Yeah, okay. Even LeBron. Nice. <laughs> All right, yeah. LeBron, you hear it. Yeah. You heard it first on one the on private for sure. private podcast with Alexis Texas <laughs> rematch. But yeah, now nah, I was homeless. Uh I, I I took a break from college for a year. That's what I was telling myself. And then 
I was just rapping and then my friends gassed me up like, yo, you could really make it. And I, I was like, for real? So I, I, I had a little job for seven months back home. I quit the job, cashed my check. Last check was like $1,000. I got a Greyhound ticket to L.A. So you put everything, it was like all in. Yeah, I knew this dude who, he was like, man, I got a crib out here. You can rent a room. So I'm like, you sure? He's like, yeah. So I said, all right, I'll be there in L.A. on, let's say, Tuesday. And he's like, all right, cool. So I get there. And How nervous answering. were you on that on that Greyhound bus, like going there? Because you used to Kansas City, you've bet, you put oh, yeah, everything no, in. Was, you you're you just hoping that this room is going to. No, be I was excited. Rent. Like okay. I couldn't wait, you know. And when I got here, the dude stopped answering forever. Ghost. Like I probably never talked to him ever again. That's that's <laughs> it. And um, I was just like, well, damn. I well, I was looking at the city lights, and I was still excited. So I was like, man, I'll figure it out. And um, my homegirl, Rona, which I knew her through a mutual friend. Um, Rona, she was the girl that used to do the jingles on Jamie Foxx show. Okay. So she lived in North Hollywood. And she was like, yo, you know what? You can park your bags in my, 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 my parking space, like right next to my car. So I was like, ah, right, hell yeah. Now I got somewhere to park my bags. It's all I needed, you know? So I would sneak in her little parking garage, grab some clothes and hit any little clean rest restroom I could, you know, find and, and take a full wash up and get dressed like nobody knew I was homeless, you know what I'm saying? And I would walk up and down North Hollywood every day just trying to meet producers and looking for opportunity, take the train to Hollywood, just trying to figure it out, you know? And one night I was walking in North Hollywood. That was like my 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 area stomping ground yeah you know those were your tracks yeah (laughs) and um people used to say like yo you should meet Raphael Sadiq and I'm like man no shade to him I'm like I'm trying to meet Drake or somebody you know like Raphael what year is this at the time that this was uh this was the beginning of 09 okay 2009 and uh I'm like man I'm trying to meet like Drake or somebody you know and then one night he Raphael Sadiq rolled past me on a bike. Like, what up, champ? And I was like, what up? And then he went into this building, and I was like, wait, that was Raphael Sadiq. So I went back to the door. His uh, engineer answered. It was like, oh, I'll leave a demo on your number. He'll hit you. I never heard from him, so I wasn't tripping. And then I was, like, a few weeks later, I was walking past the gate, and it was open. It was broke that day. And I seen him on the phone. I was like, man, fuck this. I'm going in there. Gates are open. Yeah, so I go in there, and then he puts his finger up, like, hold on. And he was on the phone for 30 minutes. Can you imagine? You were sitting there, or standing, standing there, there, like, just, sweating, being yeah. like, is he even going to listen to me? Or, like, wave me off? Yeah. Or, like, what is this? But that's still a big thing. Like, I mean, you could have right. been like, nah, fuck it. I'm leaving. Yeah, I was like, pacing back and forth. But, just, yeah, you're putting it in work. Like, you're yeah. like, no, I'm going to wait here. Playing with my fingers, just trying to look cool and shit. Spinners like, weren't yeah. around at that time, so you can't like find <laughs> something to do with yourself. So he gets out the phone, he's like, yo, how the fuck you get in my studio? And I was like, oh, shit. And I looked down, and I was like, yo, I'm just a producer, songwriter, looking for opportunity. And he's like, oh, that's how shit happened. And he was like, shit, come on in. He was like, leave, leave a demo with me and your number. I'll hit you up. So I left him another demo and my number. And then... Another week go by. I didn't hear from him. So I was like, ah, I'm off him. And then I went in this restaurant in North Hollywood called Big Wang's. 
And then I see him, and I um, at the time my cousin was like, "Yo, Raphael, back there." I was like, "Man, I fuck that nigga." You know what I'm saying? He didn't call me back. Yeah. And then he's like, "No, nah, but he's fanning us back there." So I was like, "Oh shit!" So I go back there. He's like, "Yeah, I was just telling my partner how y'all just you know snuck in my studio and shit." He's like, "I'm there every day, three thirty, pull up, and 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 we'll take a meeting." And I was like, "All right, cool." So I pulled up the next day, three thirty. He was like, "Damn, nigga, you." You know, persistent. persistent. Yeah. And then he was like, I ain't gonna lie, I don't know what I did with that demo. I was like, I got another one. So I played only songs I had was five songs. He was like, Yeah, this is dope. What do you want? And I was like, I just want opportunity. So he left he gave me like fifteen beats and was like, Yo, take these with you, write to it. When you got something, hit me up, I'll get you in my studio to record it. So I said, Bet. Um, it's this guy that I knew well, I met who had um, a little car wash in the back of a gym. And so Hustle. Yeah, I asked him if I could wash cars during the day just to make a little change. And um, he was cool with it, but he had a shed. It was like a real shed where he kept his equipment. I was like, yo, is it cool if I crash in this shed at night? And he was like, yeah. So at night I would sleep in the, in the, in the shed with a lawn chair on a lawn chair with one cover. So I went to that shed and wrote a song and called him like seven, eight in the morning. He was just like, fuck, all right, dude, come on. You know what I'm saying? I and, love that. Yeah, and I went up there and did a song, and then he liked it. And he was like, yo, I'm going to go on tour. I'm going on tour for like two weeks. When I get back, I'm a, you could take this little room in the back. When I get back, I'm going to hear what you got, and then we'll talk. So he came back, I had like six songs, and then um, he was like, yo, you dope, I want to sign you, publishing, let's do a 50-50, and I was like, I'm with it, and then before he left, I was like, yo, can I can I get the big room, the, the, the room next <laughs> to his? I put in work, can I get the big room? And he was like, yeah, I was like, oh, shit. Closed mouths don't get yeah, fed. Yeah, so, so <laughs> I'm here, I'm like still new to this writing and producing thing, and I have a big-ass room. To myself every day. Did that day. boost your ego, your confidence a little bit? It did boost my confidence, but then I'm like, yo, I got to find an engineer because I don't know how to do none of this shit, okay. you know? So I met this dude, and uh, he knew how to engineer his fucking ass off. His name was Life. And um, we kind of became cool, you know, and then he was recording, and then he was writing too because he was a writer as well. And shit, I was pumping out songs. And then one night I said, I'm, I want to write a country song. So I studied country for three days straight, no sleep. What and does then, studying country mean for those like, people that are listening right now? I went now? to YouTube and I just started looking up old country songs. Who were the people that you looked up? Man, I can't even tell you. I ain't going to lie. <laughs> I, okay. I just, classic country. Yeah. Classic country hits. And, um, you know just studying the structure and how they talked about things, the stories. And then I wrote one and I thought it was nice, you know, and then I was just, whatever, I was working on other stuff. And then one time this about four months have passed me working mm -hmm. with my own room. Raphael Sadiq never got his business right. So I'm in the studio without even being signed to him. And then I think it just hit him, and he came in there one day, like, kind of angry. I was like, yo, I'm renting this room out. Like, it's over. What are you doing? Yeah. Yeah, and, and I was like, oh, oh shit, all right. He was like, yeah, this is your last day. 
And I was like, well, damn. So then it was low key back to the streets because I was really sleeping in that motherfucker. At night. How did that make you feel? Did you feel like you have to do more? You felt you were yeah, doing enough? Like, like, did I you was... feel like your grind had to be like as a you know entrepreneur, entertainer, trying to get your foot in the business? And yeah, I felt like it was back to zero. zero. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And I'm like, shit, now I got to figure it out. And it was just like, all right, cool. I've been here before. It's all good. Um, my cousin was out here with me, and he had a godfather who does jazz music. So he reached out out the blue and was like, yo, I heard y'all out here, like, come to my house. I live in Northridge. So we fucking walked from North Hollywood, took bus, walked, took the bus, walked journey. all the way here Yeah, to for North those of Ridge. you guys that have the Private Talk podcast, that's that's quite a hike. Yeah, and we got there, and then he was like, how y'all get here? We like, we walked. He was like, oh, man, where y'all stand? We like, nowhere. Determination, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so he, he wanted music from us, and so he was like, yo, I'm going to put y'all on a rental. Y'all sleep in my back, my back studio. So, boom, it went from the studio with Raphael Sadiq to another studio in the back house. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Now you don't have a big room. Yeah. Now you're in the back house. But I was cool with it. You know, it was really comfortable and all. So we started working on jazz um, music with Norman Brown. I like how you go from the country, the jazz, like it's all over the place. Because as an artist, you really have to know all of it to be your craft and do be as you know talented as you are. Yeah. So, you know, we was giving him what he need, Paul's. And um, we was good. So we was in that house with him for a solid three months. After he wrapped his album, it was kind of like, all right, you guys. Gotta go. But he was telling us he was going to put us in an apartment and everything. At guys. this time, like when you're going this, are you showing them music that you're working on? Or you, they just, no, we they're just creating they're from just, scratch. Okay. But yeah. is there ever like a time where you're like, man, this is a hit and I know it. And you're like showing them or you're just like... They're just doing their own thing. You're just staying there until something like. No, I was waking up work, working. But like, but when were you showing this guy these beats? And was he just like, well, no, he was something's kinda, better. No, he was playing do- guitar from scratch. Okay. So he would play the guitar and then we would write a song on top of it every other day, you know. And that's how we did the, uh, the, the music. We did like three or four songs on his album. But after that, it was a rap, and he was like, I was like, damn, what happened to the apartment? You know what I'm saying? So how did you get your, like, breakthrough when everyone was like, this is the man, A1? Yeah, so so, um, uh, I got a call from Mike Karen. From Atl- he was the vice president of uh, Atlantic Records. And he was like, yo, I want to take a meeting with you. You did this country song, and I like it. And what is so the country song called? That was the country song. Uh, I'll, I don't even remember. I've written probably like two two to 3,000 songs since nice. then. Nice. Yeah. I'm going to give you a pass of that. <laughs> yeah. That's not an easy thing to do. Yeah, yeah, nah. The level I'm at now is ridiculous. I, I can do like 10 songs get a em. day. Yeah. Get them. But we'll get to that. All right. Um. Yeah, so, so I took the meeting with Mike Karen, and then he thought I had a bunch of country songs and shit. But I had a bunch of R&B songs. You had that one so, country. Yeah, so he was like, I, you know, I was trying to get a publishing deal. And he's like, oh, I feel like you're straight up the middle writer. And I was like, 
I was new to everything, so I was like, Yo, I don't know that term. What does that mean? And he was like, oh, it's no edge to you. Like, you're, you're a safe writer. And I was like, well, damn. He was like, but keep working. And I was like, shit, I, cool. Literally six days later, I write a song. And then he calls me again. And he's like, yo, this is a single. And I was like, oh, word. And I, I did it for Pleasure P okay. at the time. Because I was trying to get it on Trey Song's you know, album, but they just they had told, yeah, they, they had told me you, that yeah. um, the album was closed and they was mastering it. So Mike Karen was like, yo, this is a single. So I was like, yeah, I know Pleasure gonna kill it. He was like, nah, I'll trade songs and I'm gonna get Drake on it. And I was like, word? He was like, yeah, let's take a meeting tomorrow. I was like, all right, bet. How did that feel? It was crazy, you know. I love Mike Karen, so like, no shade, but, but it was two Mike Karens that I met within that week. The the one that it was like, ah, safe. And then the one that was like, yo, you're fucking incredible. Whatever you're eating, keep eating it. Mm-hmm. And so I was confused because, you know, I'm I'm still new out here and I don't know the game like that. So I was like, damn, you just. You really don't know oh, what to say. Or yeah. Like, you don't want to step on anybody's toes. Right. So he offered me a publishing deal. And I'm like, damn, I do want to take it. I'm homeless. You know what I'm saying? But I don't know the business. So I was like, fuck. Let me call Rafael Sadiq. So I call Rafael Sadiq. He like, come by. I show him all these agreements. And he like, nah, that's bullshit. Because like word got around and almost every publisher wanted to sign me. You know what I'm saying? And the uh, the long, the biggest offer that I had at the time was three fifty, dollars okay. $350,000. And I wanted to take it so bad, but I was listening to Rafael Sadiq. Like, yo, this is a terrible deal and that has to be you know you said you being homeless that's like a lot of money that you've never like you know at one time you know what i mean it's like what do you do it's like yeah it's all on me right so then def jam flew me to miami for a couple months to just work in writing camps for justin bieber and a lot of people so i got to meet cool producers like bangladesh cool and dre and and all these people and I was living the life. I had a a, a a room at the, what was it? Uh, I feel like the Westin, you know, overlooking the water. I had a rental per diem. Yeah. So I was like, Now you're Yo. living it now. Yeah, You I'm went from living, living in someone's studio, now you live yeah. in a large mm-hmm. per diem. So, you can get carried away with that sometimes. Yeah, <laughs> so when I got back to L.A., I'm like, damn, all right, I got this single coming out, but I'm still homeless because I ain't take no deals. And so... This guy named Gary Leon, um, he's an A&R now at Atlantic Records, but he was just up and coming. And he was like, yo, I believe in you. Um, I want to manage you. And I was like, damn, yeah, I do need management. I said, you got a five-bedroom house. So, yeah, you manage me, I live with you. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like, hard, yeah. So he was like, bet. So, boom, I was out the streets there. You were a deal maker. You didn't even know it, look. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> and And, um... I had my own room, five-bedroom house, gated community. It was like, I'm like, oh, I'm living a life, you know what I'm saying? And then residuals started coming in from the song Doing So Well. It it went top 10 on the urban charts. And so I started, then a lot of people would listen to me now. Like, oh, I could get in sessions. Like, then I, I met Tyga. Um, um, fr- from that song is how I met Drake. Um, it, it was up for an ASCAP award. And so I was like, you know, Drake, I appreciate, you know what I'm saying, everything. He was like, no, I appreciate you. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You bringing this record. 
And I was like, yo, you got an email? And he grabbed my phone. He took, put his number down. So I was like, damn, Drake just gave me his number. You know what I'm saying? So. You got all the days, feels in another yeah, way. You know, it's like. A couple days go by. I'm like, yo, I got to call this. Thing. You know what I'm saying? Like, he might change his number. So I called him. He talked to me for a very long time. He was At the time, he was like, yeah, I'm, I'm about to be dropping a single in a couple of weeks called Headlines. I'm going to link you with um, my producer, Boy Wonder. And I'm like, hell yeah. So he linked me with Boy Wonder. I started doing some stuff with Boy Wonder. Um, I had a potential record that was going to be on Drake's album at the time, but it was a miscommunication on the drums. Drake wanted some drum changes. Boy Wonder didn't. It was a miscommunication. And so that record ended up going to Tyga, and Tyga put Big Shine on it, and there was a single called I'm Gone. Mm-hmm. So, you know, me and Boy Wonder at that time, we was doing a little little work, you know what I'm saying? I did like a little non-exclusive with him, you know, um, signed to him. So I'm sure you have like a lot of like unreleased stuff that you just have waiting yeah, because like I, I, with at those Boy points Wonder, you've done I have so a, much out there. Like it's just like, I'm sure you just make beats and like do no, things listen, like all the time. There's a record. What out does your there? library look like? Hey, uh, one yeah, library crazy, <laughs> but there's a record out there that's sitting somewhere in Drake's hard drive with him and little Wayne produced by me and boy wonder. That I've never heard. Drake, if you're listening to this, the Private Talk <laughs> podcast with Alexis Texas, you better find that in your playlist. And every time I would we want to hear it. Like every time I would see Drake around that time, I'd be like, yo, what's up with the record? Like, yeah, he was like, yeah, it's coming. And then after so long, he was, I could tell he was annoyed. Like, bro, we're probably a hundred records past that. Like, why are you still bringing up that record? Well, I, I still have faith. I'm gonna, we're gonna bring I'm, Drake. I'm over that <laughs> shit. You know what I'm saying? I, I'm, hey, we're still yeah. speaking into an existence. I mean, hey. so with all these people that you're saying, like with Drake and the Trey songs, it's like, which artists do you think that you've been or are still currently friends with that you like? You just collab and you just in there and you don't even know if you make it or you're just doing it for fun. Like, who do you still? Oh, the, the best chemistry I have is with Chris Brown for Chris sure. Brown? Yeah. What do you think is your biggest hit that you've done with Chris Brown? Uh, Party. Party? Yeah, that went number one. Nice. Yeah. Party. Okay, so. I a lot of shit, though. I have a question with you. Like, you, for me, you've always been the most really stylish. You've always, like, you know, the, is there any people that inspired that? Do you just create it yourself? Do you have, like, who inspired you to create your look, do your own thing? Like, oh, you're man. very, like. One not one dimensional, I say, but you're in your own lane. You you do your own thing. You're very outside of the box. People are always gonna look like, hey, what is that? Like like today, you yeah. have awesome colors. Like when you oh, walked in the you. door, I was like, hey, I like, I like that. Like my nails. Mm-hmm. Like they change colors a little bit. When did you start doing your color. nail? Like painting your nails? Uh, 2014. Did you see someone, or you just liked the way it looked, and you were just like, fuck it, I'm gonna just do what I want to do? Oh, I used to take my wife and uh, my mom to the nail salon, mm-hmm. and then I would sit in the little massage chair and go to sleep. And one time I woke up and I looked. My mama was right across from me getting her toes done. And she was like, boy, you should paint your nails black on some rock star shit. And I was like, man, get the fuck out of here. And I went back to sleep, right? But I had a dream that I did it and went to the mall. And a lot of people was like, yo, what do you do? And I was like, what? So I woke up. I was like, yo, I got to at least try this shit. So I tried it, right? We actually went to the mall and people were really like, yo, what do you do? Like, you're an artist? And I was like, yeah. oh, shit. So just was, because of the nails? Yeah. Now, and do you do your hands and your feet or just your hands? No, nah, just just my hands. Just your hands. Ty Dolla Sign does his hands and feet. Okay. Yeah. 
I like that. <laughs> yeah, but uh, do they match? Hmm? Do them do they match the hands and feet? Ty Dolla Sign do that. <laughs> I don't know. I don't look at his feet. Well, hopefully one day he'll yeah. come here and I'll ask him. Yeah, no, for <laughs> sure. But um, yeah. So I was like, yo, I'm a rocket for a little bit, and then I ended up um having an opportunity to be on a reality show, which is Love and Hip Hop. And then I was like, you know what? I'm not gonna do this shit while I'm on camera on TV. And then I was like, you know what? Fuck it. Because I used I, I wear pearls too. Mm-hmm. I, you know, it's been a minute. I used out, but. You know, that was my thing. So that just came naturally from you or did yeah, you have an not, inspo? Just, did you like see fashion as a no, kid? Just, did I you just like. I just felt like doing it. And then I just every if I feel like doing something, I just do it. You know what I'm saying? I'm 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 fun like that. Free spirited. Yeah, free all spirited in. all in. So it's like I let people say what they want. Oh, he's gay. He's not he's that. No. I feel like everyone has to live in your truth, you know, and that's, I think that if you think that because of the way that my appearance is, then you don't even know anything, what that even means. Like, you're not, that's like your problem, not mine. Right. So, you know, I was like, fuck it. I'm going to just, I'm going to just be me on TV. And then I was looking at it like, all right, you'll be able to Google me without knowing my name. And that was happening. The guy with the blonde dreads, wear pearls and black nail polish, you know. So I was like, that's a cool thing. So now you can't go back. Yeah, no. There's no turning back. No. I yeah. like them. I, I've done Chromebook that before. I mind myself for sparkling. So oh, yeah. No, like I've, been a, I've been in a Chrome vibe lately. I'm, I dig that. I'm, I'm working on my own uh, nail polish line as well. Respect. That's yeah. awesome. No, for sure. So you said reality show. You said love and hip hop. How yeah. did you get into that? Did that just like, how did you start that? How did just that being even... that nigga in the streets, you know. So they came and noise. approached you. Yeah, making noise in the industry. Um, as a producer songwriter, and they was just like, Yo. did you go in with a bunch of friends? Was it solo? No, no, nah, it-, nah, it was me and my wife, Lyrica Anderson, and um, you know I was just really focused on her projects. So we was kind of making some noise on some independent shit, you know, in the streets, and they was just like, "Yo, y'all, y'all should come in for an interview," and we did that, and they fell in love. They met my mom and they met her mom. They like, oh, this is crazy. Like, they wanted us, you know. It just clicked. Yeah, it clicked. So we was like, ah, oh, we'll give it a shot. And shit. How many seasons have you been on now? Four now. Four? Yeah. So with those through the ways, have you, like, obviously there are people, L.A. is small. L.A. is mm-hmm. really small. And it's yeah. like, with cast people, do you, are you actually friends with them? Is it really scripted to the thing? Do you use it mechanical? Do when you fight with them, are they fighting because it means something? Or is it just because uh, it's just... How you my, feel at the time? My only friends is uh, Ray J. Like, we was friends before that. Uh, Marcus Black. Um, Solo Lucci. And shit. That's it. That's it? Yeah. That's it. That's it. So oh, Safari. Okay. We, we back cool. Nice. Yeah. But I guess I mean, it's like one of those things, like, you don't see each other all the time. Is it just because of the show, or is it like you guys actually hang out uh, on a personal level? Well, me and Ray J, we like we like that, you know. Other than that, like, nah. Is there anybody from the show that you absolutely couldn't like? You don't even want to be around, won't film with, won't do anything with? Mm, nah, I don't really like. My life is so like. More you feel like important. you're like an open book because you're on the show, though, because it's like yeah, at I'm that point, it's like you sure. get targeted either way. If you want to be their friend or not, they're gonna say a headline: "Hey, you're fighting yeah, yeah, with yeah. this person," or "Oh, you're doing this," or. How like how do you get wrapped up and not wrapped up in those things? Yeah, no, nah, I mean, you know, I'm an open book for sure. My life is, you see it, it's reality for me. Um, but 
I just, I don't know, like, people on Love & Hip Hop, other cast members, like, you know, if I am in the scene with them, I'm just doing my job, and then I'm out of there. Um, I don't carry Love & Hip Hop home with me. You know what I'm saying? I have fun. I do what I do in real life, and then I don't talk about it, like, after, like that. Like what it is. Yeah, it is what it is. So well, your real life, what is your, your real life contain? What is your relationship status? You say your wife, like what's going on? I know that you just well, right had now, a new baby. Congratulations yeah, on that. You. Love him. Ocean, Zion, Bentley. He's Best beautiful. thing that ever yeah, happened to pretty, me. He's beautiful. I feel like he's a beautiful mix of the both of you. Yeah, yeah. Yes, he's, no, he's very cute. He's a superstar. I see some Rock star in the making. Look, dad's yeah. already a rock star. No, he's a superstar. Like he, he's... Like, it's crazy how you can already see him, like, 18 years old in the NBA. It's just crazy. Like, you know what I'm saying? He went to the – we took him to the Lakers game, like, last week for the first time. He was just so, like – I just was reading his brain, like, yo, I can't wait. That's me. He was looking at LeBron, like, yo, that's me in 17 years. But and I was just dope. like, yo, that's you right. You know what I'm saying? You soak it up in a different yeah. level. Yeah. You know I mean? Yeah. And he, he was really good there, like. He didn't give me no problems. So I'm like, yo, he feel at home already. So I know he going to play with, for the Lakers. Nice. Yeah, for sure. We're putting it out there. Lakers. Yeah, not for Watch sure. Watch out. Yeah. What year would that be? I ain't going to lie. Like, he's so, like, you know how things change. So that shit could be in 10 years. I ain't going to lie to you. <laughs> <laughs> 10 <laughs> years, up. he's yeah. going to the Lakers. Unbelievable You heard it here shit. first on the Private <laughs> Talk podcast with Alexis Texas. <laughs> it's like, I, he, like, he's, you know. Hey, you never know. Anything I mean, is possible. It is very true. We have yeah. all kinds of things that we never thought were possible 10 years ago at this point. So that yeah. this could be very true. I'm just saying. So your relationship status, you said what's going on right now? Uh, right now, I'm just we just co-parenting. You know what I'm okay. saying? So you're yeah. single. I mean, yeah, we're co-parenting, right? I'm asking you. I don't know what co-parenting means. I, doesn't, I don't oh, have you a don't, child. Oh, shit. Like, I don't have Yeah, that just things. means like, all right. You're just uh, amicable. Hey. Y'all are having a relationship, but y'all, you know, y'all yeah. are seeing other people. Do you think because of your sh that the show and everything like that had a, a reflection of those things? Huh? Do you think the show had anything to do with like that whole process right now? Um, nah, just you know, just life. You know, um, sometimes we make mistakes, make bad moves. You know, it's like playing cards. Sometimes you, you deal the wrong card and, and shit. I like that you say cards because you know here at the the private pod or the private talk podcast with Alexis yeah. Texas we have a game called Truth with Texas. Oh, for real! So we're going to play a game, and um, after this break, we're going to set up this game Truth with Texas. I'm going to let you pick some cards. It's got some little questions. Oh, it's going to be quick, painless, and you're, I'm sure you're going to have a lot of fun. Right. I hope you guys are ready. Are you ready, A1? Oh. Are you sure you're down? Yeah. The seat hasn't been that hot, has it? No, no, no. I'm cool. Okay, okay. <laughs> All right, here we go. Pick it, like it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. With those fancy nails shining. You know. <laughs> All right, we've got a club. So my clubs. All right. What part of the body turns you on the most about a woman? Um. Oh. <laughs> For real? For real. Private Talk wants to know. Lips. Lips? <laughs> yeah. As I lick my lips, I'm like, you looked at me the same. I saw that. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so is that your final answer, lips? Yeah. I don't think that's accurate. Hmm? 
I don't think that's accurate. That's no? the first thing you look at as a woman that turns you on the most. Oh, the first thing that I look at? I ain't scared of you motherfuckers. <laughs> The, the first thing that turned me on, she got to look pretty. Face, for sure. Body part. A face, it has to be specific. Lips are we going with? We'll go with lips. Whole face is a whole, that's just like a cop-out. Body part? I want the truth! I'm trying to tell you. You want the truth, truth? Head. I, I want some goddamn head. Like not yes. what you want. You said you want. I was like, shit. Like you want the truth. Here it is. Lips, <laughs> lips. head. That's yeah. Lips first. All right, we're gonna go with lips. All right, here we go. <laughs> I mean, but hey, but hey, what? Let us. It's know. no secret. I love head. <laughs> I just do. I mean, I think most men do. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, I like head, and I'm a woman, so. I mean, some some girls ask this question like oh what do you what do you like more pussy or head you know my answer is head is it because some good girls pussies whack or you just like head um <laughs> i like your sound effects should, uh, should i be talking about this? yes this is a private conversation it's on the couch here it's with the just, private talk conversation let's do it it's just something about oh my god don't kill me, guys. Something about like a a, a good jack and twist. A jack and twist. <laughs> guys out there, private talk podcast with Alexis Texas. You guys, you like a jack and twist? I yeah, like it. You know, girl jacking and, and twisting and sucking. It's, it's, it's different. Do all of them do that? Or do you like demand them and instruct them to do that? Because that's the way you like saying them. all of them. I'm, I'm, I'm just, just saying, okay, me not all. All right, let me back up. Let me back up. I'm just yeah, saying, I'm just, in, your, in your whole like sexual encounter history in life. I, yeah, I was just talking about if I'm in a relationship, you know. But what happened was, okay, let's go to the next card. Truth with Texas. Let's do it. All right, are you ready? Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Oh, man, I'm good. Ooh, the hearts. All right. Hmm. How long have you gone without sex for? The longest amount of time. For real? For real. Don't lie to hit. Lie. Don't lie. Don't lie. Don't make me do this again. I want the truth! <laughs> longest I've gone without sex. Damn, like, I got it. Like, Scroll back. Yeah, that's a, that's a lot of life. Hey, we're here. I got time. But do you? Maybe maybe three months. Three months? Yeah. No head, no pussy, no nothing. Oh, shit. <laughs> uh. The longest I've gone is six months. Oh, shit. Yeah, I was angry the whole time. Yeah, I'd I say like two months. <laughs> two months with everything. Yeah, yeah. It's hard. It's hard out there. Yeah. All right, I respect the honesty. All right, here we go. Next question. Let's see what you get. Okay. Ooh, that's my favorite one. It's a spade. So it's just like my um, my booty, but different. So <laughs> this one is going to be a little bit more riskier than the naughtiest question because this is why we're here at the Private Talk Podcast. Yeah, so yeah. are you ready? 
Listeners, are you still with me? You better be subscribing to uh, the Private Talk podcast with your favorite Alexis Texas. All right, Uh guys, let's get this question out. Um, What's the weirdest sexual experience you've ever had? Mm, Shit. The weirdest sexual? Going back in a sexual thing, it's like do 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 It was weird. It was weird and wild. Don't hold that. College days. Okay, let's hear it. I had three girls lined up. Were they like face down, ass out? Yeah, I was hammering them all. Like. One stroke each yeah, one, like bam, crazy. bam, bam. Yeah, and I right. like, like, or were they like stacked on top, like, a, like, a, it you was know, like drum line, like, I was Ooh. coming up to the a. booties. The and man, a one, a, a, yeah, it was, a. it was, it was weird. That's was weird. weird to me, like, yeah, all right, everybody Weirdest. was game and for it. Oh, yeah. and it was just you and the drum line with ladies and cheeks, yeah, nice. Three girls, that's the most you've ever been with. Yeah, yeah, at for one sure. time, yeah, three. Was that a lot to handle? No, I think I. Uh, am I saying too much? No, you're supposed to feel comfortable. This is uh, well, back then. I felt like I was performing pretty good. Okay, I'm a great performer. So each girl would be like, "Yeah, he drummed that line." Yeah, not for sure. All right, perfect. I like it. All right, last question. Here we go. <laughs> here we go. Here we go. All right. Diamonds. All right, guys, are you ready for the last question? It's the diamond card. And um, let's see. How many people have you slept with? Oh, shit. Uh, don't look at Did you think don't look about for an that answer. question? No, it's just, it's a, I, I have a list of questions that are each categorized for things, and I just, what happens, happens. If you uh, listened and you, um, actually liked and what was it if you joined my instagram for the private podcast you would see all these questions there you should do it you're gonna be live on there as well yeah how many girls how many people have you had sex with in my in my whole life in your whole life do you need my hands and fingers and toes too or are you good over there i say like uh I don't even know my number. I don't, I don't know what I'm saying, to be quite honest. I say like, 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 uh, you know? That is not a number. <laughs> that is not a number. No? <laughs> it's not a number. Come on now. It's a private talk here. This is your whole life situation. How many people have you had sex with? Probably about like 30. 30. All right. I like it. That means like we should add or subtract. How does what is that rule with the girls or men? I think with girls you subtract and men you add. I don't really remember how that goes. I could be lying. It could be less. You could be less, yeah. or it could be more. I'm just trying to look cool. <laughs> <laughs> you already look cool. You're nail polished. Yeah. No, but you're again a one. The man. Thank you so much for being a part of love, the Private man. Talk podcast. I appreciate you for coming out and being honest with us. And I hope that you've had a lot of fun with me. I hope you like the channel, subscribe to the channel yourself, and um, yeah. yeah, thanks for coming on the Private Talk podcast. If I'm being honest, I have a single that's about to drop. All right, let's hear it. Oh no, the, I, where we can find it? Not hear the single. Come down, don't come on. Oh no, no it's okay. Um, it's called two at a time and 
It's featuring A1 and it's fucking amazing. Produced by Draymond. This A1, he's speaking the third person. I like him. Yeah, yeah. Can I listen to his music? This record is going to be a runner. For sure. For sure. Why yeah. do you think that? Do you have like different like feels about this one other than yeah, the ones that we talked about previous in this interview? Yeah, it's man. It shout just, out to Draymond. Like, like he's one of my favorite producers. I gotta, I gotta applaud Draymond myself. He's, he's a real one. Yeah, no, nah, for he's sure. He's done some he phenomenal did, he work. Did, he's, he he's an amazing person. Drunk I love. In love. He did the beat to Drunk he's, in Love. Okay, he's, he's a true, he's a true one. I he like Draymond. He did that. I. That dude is amazing. Um, but I, it's just something about his beats that I just, it's, it's, it's magic. Is it because of where you are right now and maybe your like life and that it's like you're like maybe nah, being your purest? No, every time I wake up with Dre, it's just like, it's, so this one's it. All right, so tell us again what it is. Um, it's, it's, it's 808 driven. It's really catchy, you know. Two at a time. Just think about it. Have you ever had two at a time? I have. I'm See, Alexis, Texas. Now, now I'm uh, mm-hmm. interviewing you. It's okay. I'm not afraid. We're This is a private conversation. You can ask me anything you want. Like five at a time? Um, I have, actually. There was oh, a movie shit. I did. What the fuck? Yeah, you can go and watch that. <laughs> I haven't done movies in a really long time, but back back in the day, I did um, do my share. Oh, no shame in my game. This is a private talk yeah. with Alexis, Texas, and you should feel comfortable. Yeah, not for sure. But yeah, not a single about to drop. You know what I'm saying? I think it's gonna give give a run. So where can the, the fans see your um, social media? Yeah, where just, can we just follow me? I'm everywhere. You know. What's your social um, media? But my social media is a one Bentley. All right, guys. But it's not hard to find me. All right. Just follow the leader. Follow the leader. Well, I'm the leader here at the Private Talk <laughs> Podcast with Alexis Texas. All there right, guys. Go. Thank you so much for listening. Subscribe and like to the Private Talk Podcast with Alexis Texas. I hope you guys have liked this interview. Let's get it. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.